The Old Testament reading for this Sunday comes from Isaiah chapter chapter 62, verses 1 through 5. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand, no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by the one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As I mentioned at the opening, this uh, gospel lesson points to the fact that Jesus manifests himself as the Son of God, and this is also known as the first sign, the first miracle that Jesus did. So it was on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? 
my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And Jesus said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And so they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And for the rest of you, we will meditate this morning upon the epistle lesson, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11, under the theme, Energized by the Energizer. I wanted to highlight this verse from that text, verse 6, where St. Paul writes, There are a variety of activities but it is the same God who empowers them in, in everyone. This is our text. Well, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, dear fellow believers in Him, energized by the energizer. The title of the sermon sounds more like a slogan, a slogan for a battery company. And yet, energized by the energizer is a most fitting theme for this message that is based upon 1 Corinthians chapter 12, especially in the light of the verse that I just read to you that might be translated this way. These are different descriptions of energies, yet the same God who energizes all things in all believers. You see, disciples of Jesus Christ are energized they're energized by the energizer. That is, the energizer, the Holy Spirit, energizes us with spiritual life. And the energizer, the Holy Spirit, recharges our drained battery and produces gifts, spiritual gifts, within us. The battery is dead. It's something that we may say to a child whose battery-operated toy is lifeless. It might have been something that you were uttering even this morning as you attempted to start your car on this frigid winter day. The battery is dead. That's how we might describe our spiritual life at the time of our conception up to our conversion. Our battery is dead may be the way that we describe our life if we disconnect ourselves from God's means of grace, word, and sacrament for an extended period of time. In verse 2 of our text, St. Paul writes, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. As pagans, the Corinthians were spiritually lifeless. Like a toy without batteries or a dead battery that is now controlled by a child playing with it, they were moved and manipulated by their sinful flesh, by Satan's temptations, by the lure of the world, lured to worship and serve false gods. 
idols, as St. Paul says. Why were they so easily manipulated and controlled? Well, it's because they lacked spirit-fueled energy to resist the idols of this world, to even to resist their own flesh. St. Paul's description of the Corinthian Christians before conversion also describes what we used to be like until we were regenerated and energized by the energizer. Our spiritual batteries were diffused of all power and we were manipulated and we were controlled. We were imprisoned by our godless flesh and the false gods of this age. That was our condition prior to the Holy Spirit bringing us to faith. It is said that, and no doubt you've heard this saying before, that God loves us just the way we are, but He loves us too much to leave us that way. Well, God loves lifeless, powerless people but he does not want us to remain lifeless and powerless. And so by his grace, he has energized us. And now our battery is charged and it's full of juice. St. Paul writes in our text, Therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. The person who is regenerated and energized by the Spirit of the Lord confesses Jesus is Lord. Oh sure, anyone can say those words, can't they? Anyone. A pagan can say it. An unbeliever, an atheist can say Jesus is Lord. Even the demons, the Bible tells us, confess that Jesus is Lord. But they do not believe that Jesus is their Lord. Do you notice the difference? You see, when we say that Jesus is Lord, we are confessing that Jesus is the Lord of our life. We're confessing that Jesus is God in the flesh. We're confessing that Jesus is truly human, the Son of Mary. We're confessing that Jesus Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day, again, in accordance with the Scriptures. We're confessing that Jesus Christ is the Lord over death and Satan and sin. We're confessing that Jesus is the ruler over all the nations of this world, including our own nation. In this confession of Christ, and this commitment to Christ, can only be made and lived as we are energized by the Holy Spirit, who is the energizer. We have been energized by the energizer in our baptism. That's what Jesus teaches when he talks to Nicodemus about baptism. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. In other words, that which is born of the Spirit is energized. We have been born from above through holy baptism, and so we can believe and proclaim and live the confession that Jesus is Lord. Now, the Energizer, 
The Holy Spirit also recharges our drained batteries and manifests His energy in and through us through spiritual gifts. You know, like a battery-operated toy that is used and finds its energy consumed, so our battery, our spiritual life is often drained as we live life. Our spiritual life is depleted as we wrestle with our sin, as we live the duties of life and as we endure the life's pressures. Our spiritual life is sapped of stamina as we wrestle with Satan and struggle with sickness and other problems in life. And we'll most definitely find ourselves spiritually listless and lifeless if we're loosely connected to the energizer or if we disconnect ourselves from the energizer. I can't remember if I told you this story or not about Sandra and myself, but Sandra and I had left our wedding reception And we were now heading to a hotel for the evening before we headed out to our honeymoon destination. And as we pulled into the hotel parking lot sometime around 1 a.m., our car's power died and then came back on. The lights went out and then they came back on. Well, we thought that was odd since we had recently installed a new battery in the car. It was so late we thought we can't deal with this now. There's nothing open, so let's... Just go to bed and we'll get up in the morning and get on with it. And sure enough, the next morning when we got up, what did we find? We found that the car battery was dead and it needed a boost. And fortunately, there was a very helpful gentleman who helped us get our car running. And so eager to get to our honeymoon destination and figuring that we would have someone look at the car once we got to our destination, we set out for the Pocono Mountains. And all was going according to plan. That is, until we got to a point on the road where there was a sign that said, please turn on your headlights. And so I turned on our headlights and the car immediately died. And it was all I could do was to steer the car to the side of the road and there we sat. Trucks and cars roared past us. What were we to do? I mean, I know nothing about cars. Anybody that knows me knows I'm not mechanical in any way. We didn't have a cell phone. They weren't invented in those days, so we couldn't even call for help. My wife, my new new bride, was in tears. And we lamented that our honeymoon was going to be ruined. How would we get to this destination in the Poconos? And I, of course, was wondering, how much is this going to cost me? I mean, I was just coming out of college, going into the seminary. And all we could do was sit there and wait and pray. And oh, did I mention, this was Sunday morning, so you know what in my mind was that God is just getting back at me for skipping out on church. Well, eventually, a tow truck driver arrived. He was like an angel. He didn't look like an angel, but he was an angel. And he hitched our car to, the truck, to his truck, and he said, well, that'll cost you 75 bucks. Now, that was a lot of money back in 1983. but, well, we paid it. We were glad to. And he told us to a local garage that happened to be open on Sunday, Sunday morning. And the mechanic had our Chevy Citation pushed into the garage. And he told us to wait in the lounge. And, and then he, of course, began to poke and prod under the hood of our car. And after about five minutes had passed, 
The mechanic pushed his way through the doors into the lounge where we were sitting. And, of course, we expected the worst. I always expect the worst, but we expected the worst. We had resigned ourselves to the fact that our honeymoon was ruined. We figured that we would begin our marriage with a massive car bill. And the mechanic said, I found the problem. One of the cables connected to your battery is not properly attached. And all the bumps on the highway, and there's a lot of bumps on the highways, all the bumps on the highway must have loosened it. I connected the cable to the battery, and I tightened the connection. Your car is ready to go, and that'll cost you five bucks. That was relief. Oh, the problems we experienced because of our lack of knowledge about cars. Oh, the anxieties that we could have been spared if the cable had been properly attached to the power source. The loose connection had become disconnected. But oh, the relief to have the cable reattached to the battery. And oh, how our car purred like a kitten as we resumed our trek on Turnpike 80. A pastor once observed, and it wasn't me, but he wrote, to expect to be spiritually high all the time is like expecting to romance your wife every evening. It just isn't realistic. In the Christian life, there's an ebb and a flow, and sometimes you feel excited and glorious, and other times you feel weighed down and simply quiet. Some days you feel despairing, other days resilient and joyful. Anybody who's been a Christian for any length of time knows that those words are true. Our spiritual life, our vibrancy wanes. It ebbs and flows. Many of our problems and our headaches and our anxieties are experienced and certainly they're heightened and intensified because we're not plugged in to the energizer or we have a loose connection to the energizer and we're not properly running, so to speak. Now, there may be any number of reasons why the connection to the Holy Spirit is loose or maybe disconnected. We can come up with excuse after excuse. But no matter what the reason or reasons, if we're disconnected from the energizer, the Holy Spirit, we will find that we are being depleted. And we will find that we will eventually have our battery die. But the good news is that we can be recharged and we can be refreshed and we can be renewed by being plugged back into the spiritual source of our life, the Holy Spirit, who works in our life through His Word and sacraments. So if you find yourself going through the motions of living, if you find yourself spiritually and emotionally and maybe even physically fatigued, if you find yourself finding life's problems overwhelming, if you find that the little things in life are stressing you out, then I encourage you to do a simple diagnostic test to check to see if your connection to the energizer is properly connected. Are you reading? or listening to the Bible? 
Are you engaged in a Bible study that gets you to dig deeply into the Scriptures? Are you attending divine services regularly? Are you frequenting the Lord's Supper? Are you surrounding yourself with other Christians who can encourage you in your faith? You see, these are the means. These are the battery cables through which the energizer, the Holy Spirit, keeps us energized. And as the Holy Spirit energizes us, His power is manifested in various types of gifts. St. Paul teaches us that the Holy Spirit produces energy in us that is manifested in the spiritual gifts that he lists in our text. And in other portions of his writings, he lists other spiritual gifts. But in verses 7 through 11, St. Paul writes, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And all of these are empowered, all of these are energized, writes St. Paul's, by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Our spiritual life takes on various forms and functions as the Spirit of God fosters gifts in us. And these gifts that St. Paul writes about here in this text and in other places of his writings are graciously given to us by God. These gifts are manufactured in us by the Spirit of the Lord. These gifts, because they're created by the Spirit of the Lord, are equal in value. In other words, one gift isn't of greater superiority than another. And these gifts that God's Spirit gives to us and manufactures with us are for the common good, not for our selfish gain, but for the, the common good, for the spiritual being of God's church and for the orderly function of the church to do the Lord's work of discipling people. And so today we are energized by the Energizer. It really is an appropriate theme for this message based upon our text. For it reminds us that the Energizer, the Holy Spirit, regenerates and energizes us with spiritual life. And it reminds us that the Energizer, the Holy Spirit, recharges our drained battery and produces in us spiritual gifts that we use that we use for the edification of our congregation as we carry out the Lord's mission and as we live our lives to bring honor and glory to God. And so the question I leave you with for you to ponder today and this week is this. How are you being energized by the Energizer? Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.